This episode of Brand Therapy is sponsored by Ballsy. Ballsy. What's Ballsy? Ballsy? It's ball wash. Wash for man's most prized possession, which also happens to be the most sensitive skin on a guy's body. Quality products formulated to keep your skin healthy and fresh. The I'm Nuts About You gift set is perfect for Valentine's Day. Under $50, use promo code BRAND20 for 20% off. I can't believe I'm talking about balls. Now on to the show. I think it's really great too. That's a good one to do if you're wanting to have images that go along with your branding, your purpose and, and whatnot is to kind of have that actually thinking about that when you're getting photographed. Hello there. Welcome to Brand Therapy. I'm Phil. And I'm Lauren. And we're your brand strategist today, this morning, this afternoon, this evening, whatever time you're listening to this podcast. This is the podcast where we tackle branding or business challenges that total strangers call us and ask for some advice. Or we've started doing more recently, calling experts to shed some light on some topics related to branding and business to hopefully give you some tangible tips that you can take away and use in your business. So that's us. Welcome. I am so pumped for today's episode. I can't even tell you. So here's what we've done today for today's episode. I explained that some episodes we have guests on and give them advice. Usually then after a episode where we have a guest on that's asking a question, then we have experts. And today is an expert that we really, really love. Her name is Susan. Lauren, wasn't it like, didn't we sit down and go, who are our very favorite photographers that we've worked with over the years? Who can we call? Susan. Susan. Yeah. That's what It was we did. exactly like that. <laughs> exactly. Susan has shot a number of our clients. And actually, if you've listened to a few episodes of this podcast, you know that photography comes up quite often. So we thought, let's make a whole episode out of talking to one of our very favorite photographers. If we can start to understand how a photographer thinks, right, when they're photographing you, when... For example, now personal branding is is something photographers are doing a lot of, not just weddings, not just corporate photos, but now personal branding. We thought it'd be interesting to get the perspective of a photographer today. So that's what we're doing. Yeah. And I think before we get to the interview, Phil, I want to do something a little different. I think we should talk about quickly our experience with arranging photo shoots for clients. I mean, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back too much, but we've experienced a lot. Like, mm -hmm. wouldn't you say there have been like hundreds of photo shoots over the years? There quite have honestly? been. Yep. There's been at least 300. Okay. And what's interesting, I think the photography element of, of the branding process tends to be the most vulnerable, the most personal, the most likely for clients to get hung up on things because it is personal. It's their face. And it's very hard I'm not saying this as a joke, but it's very hard to be objective about how your face looks, you know? Yeah. When you look at your own personal photos, you go, oh my God, I look dumb here. What was I doing with my arm? Why does my face look like that? Oh my God, my forehead's wrinkly. Oh my God, my hair is gray. Those are the things that don't matter, right? They matter to you because it's your face. You look at it every day. You see the, the details. But we as strategists, we look at more ambiguous types of things. What's the energy of the photo? What are you conveying in that photo through your energy, your facial expression, right? Photographers look for things like composition and, and, and all of that to make sure it's a good photo. But for us, we're focused on totally different things than you. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's kind of contradictory that your photos aren't about you, but mm -hmm. they're not. 
It's about the message that the photo as a whole is sending that you happen to be in. So when you think of like shoots that went wrong, and as a disclaimer, there haven't been that many, but there, of course, is, you know, sometimes shoots don't go as planned. So what do you think went wrong when you think of those shoots? I would say possibly not enough preparation, not on our part, because we have a very specific process we follow. <laughs> That's like yeah. not something that happens because we prepare. But I would say maybe, I don't know, is it preparation or is it people overthinking it? I think overthinking it tends to be something that stops people in their tracks. I agree. Like, I agree. Like wanting to over plan it is a problem. Yeah. I think a, a lot of times when something feels planned, the more planned you are, the less organic the photos are. And it's that organic place where really the best content is created. So when you're planning your own photo shoots, listeners, I would recommend don't worry about what poses you're going to make. Don't worry about what side of your face you want to capture. Don't worry about any of that. That's the photographer's job. I would also say that sometimes when things go wrong, it can also be a, an environment issue. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Like I'm thinking of one client we had that shot in that New York Airbnb that didn't have much natural light. Mm -hmm. You know the one I'm thinking of? I do. Yeah. So generally for us, natural, we find that natural light is kind of like that, that secret sauce that makes photos feel way more expensive and way more professional than otherwise. Of course, you can do a studio shoot, but that requires more skill, more like lighting knowledge by the photographer. So natural light is like a sure thing. I would also say like, th these are all conversations that ideally you're, you're having before the photos are taken. Photographers can always weigh in on these types of things. So have these conversations before you go and shoot. Think about the possibilities, the hypotheticals, the what ifs. And, you know, if you're working with a photographer who has a lot of experience, chances are they've seen it all. Totally. Totally. So I guess, you know, let's let the pro do the rest of the talking. Shall we, we, shall we get to Susan's interview? Let's do it. Here's our conversation with Susan Yee. So Susan, thanks for coming on today. We have the privilege of working with photographers around the world with for all the different like clients that we have. But we've got to say, like, you are by far one of the best photographers that we work with when it comes to capturing photos for our client brands. So we wanted to have you on to talk about photos today. And hopefully our listeners could get some advice on what they should instruct a photographer if they want their own personal branding photos. And if you have any advice on actually taking photos that capture personality, we'd love to hear it too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you for your kind words and for having me on here. I'm excited to share. Well, we always say photography is a personal brand's, well, and a company, it's their secret weapon. Every photographer is always like, amen. Yes, it's true. But like really, <laughs> truly, I'd love your thoughts on this as well. But I believe that photography is, seems to be the area where people skimp and shouldn't. Obviously, you're a photographer, so your perspective is biased. <laughs> yeah. Well, like photography, photography. But like maybe start to explore, Susan, how you use photography as a business tool. Well, I think photography, especially nowadays with like, you know, Instagram and everything is so visually driven with the internet and everything. I think photography is a really great way for people to kind of 
get visually captured by somebody or a brand and get a feel. You know, any type of art is kind of a different way of communication. And I think photography is just one way to communicate an idea, a mood, a feel, or a personality, or just, it's just another way of expressing and capturing life as well as conveying a message. So I think for a lot of brands and for a lot of people, having great photos, especially ones that capture who you are or capture the essence of what you're trying to put out into the world is really important. And kind of, you know, it's like that quick second when people look at those photos and get a good idea of who you are and what you're all about. Love it. When you see, when you come across personal professional photos that people have taken, do you have any like pet peeves? <laughs> pet peeves. Um, yeah. Like, is there anything when, like, do you like really hate kind of like forced pose shots? Do you think, I don't know, if it's shot in a studio, it's less effective? Like, what, what are your thoughts about what could go wrong in personal branding photos? Well, any type of photography, I think what makes me cringe when I see photos, and I don't always see it, but when I can tell that the subject or the people that are in the photograph aren't 100% comfortable or themselves, if that makes sense, you know, they might be stiff or, I mean, a lot of times people will come to me when they're wanting photos to get taken. They're just like, oh, I've never gotten photos taken before. And, you know, the beginning process when you're getting your photos taken, it's like uncomfortable. And so I think when a photographer isn't able to get past that, you can kind of tell in the photos where the client or the subject, they feel, they just don't seem like relaxed and comfortable. And I think that's when people shine through when they feel like they can be themselves. And so when I see photos that are like, ooh, that, you know, they, they don't look like they're totally relaxed or, you know, I, I guess that's just me. I'm, that's just my style too. I'm personally not very super over-directive in terms of, you know, like, oh, stand like this, pose like this, because I think that can force people into doing something that feels like really unnatural to them. I tend to like to let them be. And I know that like some photographers will pose to like get the best angles. And that's obviously definitely what you want for people to look their best. But I think I love to let people just kind of be themselves and watch I tend to watch them and then I look for the best angles within what they already are doing, if that makes sense. So do you have any advice on what people should tell their photographers so that they do get those photos that look more like themselves? Well, I think so not so much as what they tell the photographers so much as they find a photographer that they feel their best with or feel super comfortable with because I think photography is such an intimate thing actually because you know you're letting someone photograph you and for most of us that can be really uncomfortable or really you know it feels really vulnerable because you're kind of essentially getting like yourself frozen in time and if you're thinking oh my gosh do I look okay do I look funny do I look weird or do I you know do I look my best and sometimes all those things can be in your head when you're getting photographed and if you can find somebody that can get you out of that you know that you trust and that you feel like you can just be yourself and not worry about how you're looking or any of those things. And I think you'll get the best images because you'll just be you and you'll trust the photographer that will get the best images of that. So it's more of a, a match so much as finding the right person as opposed to like telling somebody what you want, because if they don't already make you feel comfortable, then you can't really force it. 
That's so true. What would you say to people? We come across people that are really uncomfortable getting their photo taken, even if they're confident speaking on stage or they can conduct a meeting in a boardroom like a pro. The minute they're photographed, that's always, I find, probably the most vulnerable part of the brand, the branding process. What is your advice having worked with so many people on the ground, trying to make them comfortable. What's your advice to people who are uncomfortable getting their photo taken? How do you kind of put them at ease? So a lot of that for me as a photographer is just one, getting to know them. I always try and talk to them about small things like their day and things like that, but as well as who they are, especially when it comes to branding photography. I love to try and figure out, okay, who are you? What are you doing? Obviously, you know, what are these photos for? But at the same time, what is your purpose? Like, what are you driven? What drives you? And trying to infuse that into the photos. And so it's a two-way communication, I think, between a photographer and the person getting photographed. It's, it's a back and forth. I think it, it feels most uncomfortable when it feels like the person getting photographed is just in a window or something like that. Like, where they're looking out and like people are just staring at them. Mm-hmm. But I think for me as a photographer, if I'm able to like communicate back and forth, go like, hey, you know, I like to try and relate and kind of do that back and forth so they feel like they're actually talking with somebody and that they can feel like they're relating with another human, another person and, and not feel like they're staring into a camera. So maybe tips for being able to feel comfortable in front of a camera if you're not. I think a lot of that is just trying to potentially engage with the photographer. You know, maybe if they're not engaging initially, maybe you can ask the questions. I've had a lot of clients who will just start asking me questions. And then I think you can start the dialogue too, because, you know, if it shows that they're interested in me, that we can go back and forth and find common ground. And that's kind of what, you know, it's, it's like forming a relationship. And when you're getting photographed, trying not to get too much in your head. Because I think, I think I mentioned this earlier, I think for a lot of people, they worry that they're, they look okay, that their hair is not flying all over the place, or they're looking slim and, you know, like all these worries that might be running through their head. I, as a photographer, and especially someone who's worked for a while doing this, I can tell when people aren't present and when they're like running through a ton of things through their head because they don't, there's this look in their eye that they're just not here. So I usually try and tell people, be present, enjoy this moment, be here because I think it really gives presence to the image when you can see when somebody's like engaged as opposed to like their head is somewhere else, like worrying about something or thinking about something else. So trying to be present, I think is a really good one, which is hard when you're feeling vulnerable, you know, in front of a camera, but trying to do that, taking deep breaths. I always tell like clients, take some breaths, take deep breaths. It recenters you getting back to, you know, out of your head and into the present moment. That's a good one. And yeah, I think just mostly being present, trying to engage with the photographer, engaging with the moment, taking deep breaths and just having fun with it, letting go. If you're working with a photographer that you trust, ideally you would just not worry about these things and just let the photographer handle it. So yeah. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I love Susan, by the way. How great is she? She's such a good photographer and she's so sweet. But this is a moment where we take a pause from that conversation. We talk about the content we have queued up for you this week beyond just this podcast episode. Lauren, tell us what we got. So on philpallen.co slash resources, we've got a new blog post this week that's related to our interview with Susan. Now, in this interview, we're focusing all on the shoot itself, but a big part of our job as strategists is actually after the shoot. It's evaluating the gallery of the photos that you had taken to choose the very best. 
So in this week's blog post, we're teaching you everything that we know about how to choose good photos. We're going to use real client examples side by side of two similar shots and help walk through our thought process of why we ultimately decided to go with one instead of the other. I'm really pumped about it. Me too. Do you know what also is really interesting about this is you and I can do it now almost interchangeably. So whether I'm choosing selects from a gallery or you are choosing the selects from a gallery, they are like 98% the same. I know. Which is interesting. It's interesting. So we clearly have some kind of science and today we're sharing that science. Ooh wee. Yes, definitely. So our goal is really that after you read this blog post, you'll feel more confident to be able to successfully choose photos after you get your own photo shoot or if you do the shoot for another client. There you go. So you're going to learn it all today. We hope you find this useful. Let's get back to our conversation with Susan. Fantastic. And as a photographer, what is helpful for you to have from someone before photos? Like, do you want their preference on location? Do you want general direction on the different photos they want for their website? What do you need? Generally, yeah, like we'll talk about location. Sometimes I'll ask if they have no idea like what type of backdrop they want, then we'll talk about like, okay, do you want like something more nature? Do you want something more urban? Kind of bounce off of that. Sometimes if they don't even know what they want for that, we'll have to go back to like, okay, what are these photos for? What's the feel that you want? Um, What's the purpose of them, especially for a brand? Who's your ideal client? What's the type of person that you want to reach? And what will they kind of maybe resonate with? And that sort of thing. As far as other things that, you know, uh, figuring out wardrobe, we might talk about that a little bit. I always tell people like, you know, wear what you feel really good in because I think that also reflects in the image. If you're wearing something that like, you're like, this looks really good, but I feel really uncomfortable in it. I personally can tell. To me, 100% is for the client to feel comfortable in front of me because I feel like that's where they can be themselves. I get the best images that way where they're just who they are and they feel the best about these images too because it's a true reflection of them as opposed to me putting them into something that they may not be. And and that's, you know, what I really, a really big important philosophy for me um, as a photographer. But yeah, like location, maybe wardrobe. What about props? Yeah, like I'll ask, especially if they're, doing something specific, like, you know, if they're a musician and they want might want their instrument or something like that, we can talk about that and how to use it and that sort of thing. We'll definitely bring that along. But yeah, and I usually just tell people like, you know, bring a variety of things. And usually the day of is when I figure, okay, I think this will go well together and bringing options is good. And then we kind of, the day of, I usually kind of like go through the things and I put things together and I'm thinking what I, um, you know, what will look good good together. It's funny because we tell people the same thing as you and we've never actually talked about this, even though you shot a number of our clients. With a camera, not a gun. <laughs> Get it? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. <laughs> oh my God, Susan fake laughs at my very bad joke. That's what just happened. No. Um, Susan, we tell people the same thing. We tell them, look, you're like, wear something that makes you feel like a rock star. End of story. If that means going to Nordstrom and getting a brand new outfit and then returning it the next day because they have a great return policy. Ha! Um, well, <laughs> or just grabbing something True. from your closet that you already have. Like, what would you wear in front of 20,000 people? What would you wear on a really important 
day. And I like that you don't tell people specifically what colors to wear and all that kind of stuff. Although people generally do ask, right? Avoid patterns, avoid like red, right? Do you avoid red or no? I don't avoid red. Generally, I will say, you know, wear what feels good. And it kind of depends on if red will look good on them um, because it can be. But I think it can be really distracting, especially for a brand, unless they want to be like that pop of color or something like that. But I generally, I do say neutrals. I usually tell people like, maybe stick with neutrals, nothing too bright, no neon. But, you know, it's some, for some people it works. Too, so I, I don't want to like restrict them too much. Usually if they do have like bright colors in their selection, I just, I may not pick it unless I really feel drawn that it'll work. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I think we've done well here to talk about photography and conversation without actually showing anything. Obviously, we'll do something different in this podcast (laughs) at the end, Susan, after we let you go, we'll actually refer people back to a, a post where we share some of our favorite photographs of our clients, which will include some of the work that you've done for us. Um, yeah, really good little little chat here. Is there any kind of any anything that we didn't talk about? Anything anything else that comes to mind that you would want to share with someone who's trying to figure out how to get photos for their brand? Any other thoughts or have we pretty much covered it? I feel like we've pretty much covered it. Um, especially for what I love working about you guys is that you guys are so personality driven. And I think not a lot of branding companies focus on that, especially like I've worked with a few and you guys are so good about like, you know, making sure that it's really personality driven and more lifestyle as opposed to like, you know, just a normal headshot. And I think that's why I really love working with you guys because it, it aligns so much with how I work. And I think that those type of photos that if for a personality driven type photo, you know, like what I was saying before, feeling comfortable, finding the right photographer that you feel really good with. Obviously, you want the right style that fits with your brand. But I think to get the kind of, kind of images where you feel like, yeah, that's, that's totally me, I think is, you know, finding the right person, being present when you're getting photographed, feeling comfortable, trusting, and being able to keep... Um, one, thing, oh, one thing I didn't mention earlier was actually, sometimes what helps when you're getting photographed is to keep in mind your purpose. That may sound kind of weird, but... I did bring this up with, I think, Brad um, or Brett. Was that, that was our last mm-hmm. week, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I kind of tried to talk to him about what is your purpose and like, what are you driven? You know, what's driving you? And kind of keeping that in mind when you're getting photographed, because I can tell when people's heads are in a certain place that when they're getting photographed, if they're not here, if they're present, and if they're thinking about something very like, not specifically, obviously, I'm not a mind reader, but when they're thinking about something where I'm like, okay, think about what's driving you or something like that. I can tell their head there's, you know, there's something going on in their head and it reflects in the image. So I think it's really great too. That's a good one to do if you're wanting to have images that go along with your brand and your purpose and and whatnot is to kind of have that actually thinking about that when you're getting photographed, which can be hard if you're feeling self-conscious. So it's like a whole process of getting out of your head and then getting your head into the right headspace, if that makes sense. So yeah, I think to get those types of images, um, all those things could really help. Love it. Great advice, Susan. We knew we could count on you. Yeah, you love hopefully. us. We love you. We, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, we appreciate the few minutes that you've you've hung out with us on Brand Therapy. And thanks for this and for all the great work you do for us. We really appreciate you. Yeah, hopefully. I'm hoping that it helps you, um, you know, you guys as well as, you know, your listeners and, and finding and getting great photography for their brand. 
love it. Thank you so much. And we will chat with you soon. Have such a good day and such a good weekend. You too as well. Bye. My normal sigh that comes after a conversation. But this is a good one. I really enjoyed that chat with her. I don't know. I think it's interesting to hear the perspective of a photographer because you and I sit in the middle, right, between the client and the photographer. And so it's, and we put a lot of trust, by the way, into photographers like Susan. So it's cool to hear, you know, her take on it all. Totally. And I would make the bold claim that it is impossible to have a good personal brand without good photos. Don't you agree? I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think even if you have a killer brand identity and an awesome website without some kind of photo representation of you, it will feel like there's something missing. Honestly, I mean, in 2020, I'm sorry, but you cannot have a brand that doesn't have an element of humanization. And that's probably your face, honey. Probably your face. Definitely your face. I'm not even, I'm going to go there. I'm saying you need photos. If you are listening and you haven't had photos taken in the past year, change that immediately. And if you need help, go to philpallon.co slash resources. And we've got a whole bunch of photography related guides for blog posts that can help you when you're getting new photos taken. We do. We keep some of our very favorite freebies and downloads there. So go there, check it out. You're going to find something useful. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, by the way, make sure you leave us a review that really seriously helps people discover us. But we work really hard to make every single week for you to learn. Leave us a review on iTunes, Brand Therapy, on social media. I am at Phil Palin. Who are you, Lauren Moore? I'm at the Lauren Moore, of course. All Everyone of who course. listens to this podcast, I don't even need to say because everyone who's listening right now already follows me. Let's be real. Oh, so, my gosh. My fans. Let's continue the conversation. Yes, with Lauren's fans. That would be you. Uh, let's continue <laughs> the conversation on social media. And we'll see you back for the next episode of Brand Therapy. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. See you next time. Bye. And here's a little preview of our next episode. Five years from now, I definitely want to be an independent consultant. I want to have different clients helping them solve their problems, not necessarily just helping them with law or with policy, but with many tools that I think I have.